As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the World in Sport, Bulabanaka. I'm Koro Vakauta. This week, Pacific weightlifters have prepared to struggle against an uneven field at the Rio Olympics. We look at the mood of Team Samoa as they prepare to depart for Rio, and Tonga tries to lead the Pacific on the Winter Olympic stage with its admission to the International Ski Federation. But first, the Fiji Rugby Sevens men's team is left for the Olympic Games, with the gold medal hopes of a whole region on its shoulders. The top-seeded Fijians are favoured to win the Pacific's first Olympic gold medal next month after taking out the past two World Seven Series titles. Coach Ben Ryan told the FBC he understands what the Rio Olympics meant to fans at home and their support will drive the team. Ryan says the nation will grind to a halt during the Games. He says the team's grateful for the support of all Fijians and although they might not physically be able to hear them, the support will help the team get off the ground and make tackle after tackle. The side will stop in Chile for eight days before joining the rest of Team Fiji in Rio. Fiji's drawn to meet Argentina, the USA and host Brazil in pool play. The Fiji football side is also left for the Games, where they'll face South Korea, Mexico and Germany. The General Secretary of the Oceanic Weightlifting Federation says the 15 competitors representing the region at next month's Olympic Games won't be facing a level playing field. Paul Coffer doesn't think Pacific weightlifters will have much chance of bagging medals in Rio. Earlier, Coffer explained why. Well, you know, we, we play a fair game. Uh, um, the Oceania Weightlifting Federation or the Oceania region is haven't, haven't, not, haven't had uh, any, anyone positive for years and years, um, whilst um, the rest of the world uh, in our sport produces uh, positive cases year after year. So you take it that, uh, you know, uh, when you go to the to these games, whether it's a Commonwealth Games or wherever, um, we face people that uh, are still cheating, and, and, and that's wrong. Uh, and it's a, it's a terrible thing to, to, to face when we know how good uh, our kids are, and, uh, and we know that uh, certain guys, certain countries don't play the game fair, and it's very, very disappointing. For example, at these games coming up, uh, I think about 10 or 12, a dozen lifters, um, most of them from Europe, uh, um, are competing, and those ones were um, found positive quite a few years ago, or a couple of years ago, three. Now, they've paid, they've uh, um, 
uh, gone over their uh, sanctions and uh, they are eligible to compete again, and they are they're, they're competing in uh, in uh, Rio. But deep inside, you know that you know they were disqualified, and uh, and if you are disqualified, that means you've done something wrong, and you can't help it. And and yet they're in real, and that's what we're fighting. Um, but uh, we have to put up with it, and we have to try and do the best, and we hope that the International Olympic Committee and the International Weightlifting Federation in the future keep cutting these people down and to the point where eventually it becomes a, a, an even playing field uh, rather than uh, having this... Uh, uh, different uh, levels of, uh, of um, standards. Is that um, disheartening, I guess, initially, or for you as an administrator and a coach, and also for the athletes themselves uh, from the region? Yeah, it is. It is, uh, Of course it is. Uh, uh, it is um, terrible for us to knowing what is happening and not be able to do very much about it, if you know what I'm if you know what I'm saying, um, uh, it's uh, uh, whilst um, you go to the Commonwealth Games and it's an even field, you know, playing field, you might get one or two, like they did in uh, Glasgow, uh, just one. Uh, Nigeria, uh, she was found positive, and uh, Dikatua from Papua New Guinea won a gold medal. Uh, you know, we are we are just as good, if not better than the rest of the world. But if you're not playing the game fair, well, then we find difficulties in um, in competing against this. That's OWF General Secretary Paul Coffer. Coffer's comments come after the International Olympic Committee opted against a blanket ban on Russian athletes for the Games, despite evidence of state-sponsored doping of their competitors at the 2014 Sochi Winter Olympics. He also says the preparations of Pacific lifters are always hampered by a lack of facilities and regular competition. Team Samoa are realistic about their chances at the Rio Olympics and say they want to be good ambassadors for the islands no matter what their results. The team includes sprinter Jeremy Donson, discus thrower Alexander Millet-Rose, kayaker Anne Crane, Derek Sua who will compete in judo and impressive weightlifters, Marie Opolongi and Vaipava Nivoyuane, as well as young up-and-comers Evelina Afour and Brandon Schuster, who received wildcard entrance. The last members of Team Samoa are scheduled to depart for Rio on August the 1st. Chef de Mission, Aul Itia Fa'afowina Milford, says the mood in the camp is good. Well, it's a usual uh, feeling, in particular to our new athletes that are going to participate. The Olympic is very uh, quite a high-level, so... Going there, it's quite an excitement for them, and it's also a good development for the athletes from here in the island. You mentioned uh, the, the new athletes and how excited they will be. In terms of the athletes that you have going to track and field, uh, athletes to swimmers, to weightlifters, and um, judo and kayaking, uh, from Samoa's perspective, which ones of those uh, uh, do you have most hope for maybe achieving PBs or doing something of note in Rio? As you are aware that uh, we have two UPs for the uh, swimming, they, uh, and as I said, that this is good development for the, our, our young swimmers, especially they are, one of them is under the age of 20. And uh, we have one athlete from Auckland, New Zealand, and then the other two that uh, they are training overseas.
uh, they are well prepared to go. This team of eight, I guess the biggest surprise for many was that one group of athletes that won't be going, of course, is the, the Manu Samoa Sevens after um, not qualifying in Monaco. How much of a blow was that for the Olympic hopes of, of Samoa? That was the aim that we did have in, in the past to have this group, this contingent this year to come up with a big number. But it's very unfortunate that our rugby seven didn't make it. So there's nothing we can do more about it. So the other thing is that we have to concentrate on, on another sport. We have six qualified, the pioneers and uh, the two that have been given the, the opportunity. So the preparation of the team uh, said that uh, so far so good and it's up to, to that level. You've probably seen that a lot of um, concerns in the Olympic Village from the likes of Australia. They say it's not up to scratch. What are you hearing uh, as Chef the Mission where Samoa will be staying? Are the, um, do you know as yet what it's going to be like? No, games always like that. Once the ball is off the ground, then it will be fine. But as you're aware, that the games really just open, so they have to move in. So as I said, that we were there during the CDM meeting in the past. So everything's going fine there. But as far as we are concerned, and according to correspondence we have with our relations officer in Rio, the, the, the release is okay. The only thing that, the only minor thing that they have to put in. And our Oceania people, they are there as well. Because we are, you know that we have to have our own Oceania village. So they are there. The ocean team are there, so everything is will be fine. But the complaint from the concern from New Zealand and Australia, well, they they always pros and cons of everything. But uh, when we come to the games, yeah, we always uh, expect that there will be something comes up. But as far as Samoa is concerned, that uh, we are taking care of everything, so it will be fine. Not a problem to us. No concerns over the the whole Zika thing. That some people have concerns, some don't. Uh, what's uh, Samoa's stance? That's why we, we have our medical uh, team to go with the team. We have our medical doctor going. And uh, on top of that, for the Oceania, we have uh, the medical uh, team as well for the Oceania region. So we have been taking care of that. And uh, that has been advised to us. So we, we take precautions. Samoa trying to represent itself on the, on the world stage. With the Sevens boys uh, not able to make it, I guess it's up to uh, some of the hopefuls, the likes of um, Mary um, Opelongi and, and Vaipava Ioane in the weightlifting. They uh, have a chance to achieve in Rio? That's the aim we do have. Uh, but as you know, uh, that uh, this is Olympics. It's uh, about 200 counties. Uh, but uh, that's the opportunity that we're looking at. So that Apart from, as I said, that our servants that we were heavily relied on it would be they qualified it's a chance for us to be in the middle but now they're not so we are concentrating on our weightlifters not only our weightlifting but the other the other athletes like uh, we have runners in the athletics one uh, the one in so yeah yes so we were looking at that at, at, at those uh, events well, well we'll see well we'll see when we get that because all these counties coming up all these athletes coming up they're coming here to get a medal so it's quite to be a very uh, tough competition. That's Samoa's shift to mission, Awali Itia Fa'afawina Milford. The Royal Tonga Ski Federation has high hopes for Winter Olympic success after last month's admission to the International Ski Federation in Switzerland. The Secretary-General of Tonga's Federation, Leafa Matele Warwick, says the achievement would mean there could be more opportunities for people to represent the kingdom at the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea. At the 2014 Sochi Games, Bruno Banani competed in the luge. 
becoming the first Tongan to participate in the Winter Olympics. Overseas-based Tongans Makaleta Pukala, Kasite Naufahu Skeen, Reinhard Langer and Diane Wakabawa are currently preparing to compete in upcoming winter season competitions and have the 2018 Games in their sights. Leafa Matealia Warwick told me what it means for the kingdom. It means a lot. Uh, it means that we can do just about anything. We can participate in any sports areas that we put our heart into, uh, you know, our hearts into anywhere in the world. And um, the biggest uh, achievement for us here is to see our young athletes getting ready to compete on an international level. I still, I grinched. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I smile. You know, every time I think that way, and especially in winter sports, you know, the Bolfa, our uh, His Late Majesty, and also uh King George, you know, the fifth, uh G five, these were their dreams and we're just making it reality at this point, you know. Uh, we were given a chance to do it and we did. We took it and we're running with it. What's the next step for the Royal Tonga Ski Federation? I note that um you know the next Winter Olympics are in twenty eighteen. Um and now you've been admitted to the um FIS. What's the next step? At the moment we're trying to stay very focused in our recruitments to bring in the young, you know, Tongans all over the world. But the goal is to bring more from Tonga uh, itself. The next step for us is to grow. We don't want this to be an overnight. We do not want to be called the novelty team. We want to be the team that's going to compete to win go- to win medals. And we want people to take us seriously. And we want to everywhere, you know, everywhere in the world to respect us. And take us seriously. So, because I do believe, I believe we have some uh, athletes that can win, you know, they can win medals. I mean, just to see uh, even our young, like 17 years old uh, Reinhardt, you know, get on the slope. I mean, he can, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy to even think that we can do this. And, um, but we can. And I know we, I know we're, I mean, we're doing it and we can. How do you go about, attracting uh, Tongans in Tonga uh, to winter sports? I think after Bruno Bonani <laughs> sliding down on the loose tracks, I think after that, every kid in town will want to do that. So the goal here is um, next year, we're going to try to bring roller uh, skiing to Tonga. Brazil, we've met up with uh, in the last, uh, I mean, last year and also this year at the uh, FIS Congress, also at the uh, Rouge Congress, we met up with a lot of uh, federations, like, for instance, uh, Brazil. Very big, as you know, I mean, no snow. And so that's one country that is very big in roller skiing. So IOC now uh, recognizes for any points, any competition that you participate in roller skiing, those points count for the Olympics. So we're looking forward to recruiting for that, but we're going to try out our roads in Tonga first. <laughs> we'll see how uh, we can get away from the muds. Well, you mentioned the roads and things. Will this um, mean, or is there a hope that there will be facilities upgraded or um, some kind of uh, infrastructure to enable uh, the Winter Olympic sports to grow? Uh, that's a big part of it, and I am uh, working closely with... Uh, the Minister of Sports and the, the new Minister of Tourism, uh, Semisisika, and I've hit him up and I said, this is very serious. You guys want to do this? 
you want to go internet, get out there and get on international level, there's got to be commitments, not just from us federation that we're, you know, we're not going to be the only one working hard here. We need everybody's help. We need the government. We need pretty much everyone uh, to be hands-on on this. You know, this is advertising Tonga at the same time. You know, people before Sochi, there are a lot of people that we met over there. No one's ever heard of Tonga. And so for our um, athlete to become, you know, a superstar overnight over there, we saw how popular he was because we come from a little tiny island with no snow. It's, 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 uh, it was pretty good advertising for Tonga. So. Yeah. Uh, do you know if there are other Pacific islands doing the same sort of m- momentum moves uh, in terms of the uh, International Ski Federation? While we were at the FIS Congress this past uh, June, we found out that uh, Fiji was, uh, you know, part of the FIS and so as, or was, uh, American Samoa, but they're not active. None of them are. They haven't been in years. Uh, and that's what we kind of don't want to do. I did not want Tonga to fall into, you know, that once somebody, one athlete gets a sponsor and he gets out there and only for that season and then disappears. You know what I mean? I want this to be all Tongans to participate in this. You know, if we could send our youngins to New Zealand and Australia, you know, to start training in skis and even luge for New Zealand, it'd be Awesome thing, you know, to bring other countries in the South Pacific, I mean, all the other South Pacific Islanders. The Secretary-General of Tonga's Federation, Leafa Matele Warwick. And that's the World in Sport for this week from RNZ International. I'm Kurovakauta for the Manda. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.